0: to Romance with a Cocktail. I'm Peter.
1: And I'm Ashley. And we're married!
0: married. Today we're going to be discussing Georgie All Along by Kate Claiborne. Um, this is um, a very recently published romance novel. Yes, so it just novel. came out this year. Uh, 2023. It was dedicated to the quarantine, so quarantined people that were on her team, I guess. And uh, it takes place in. It's a little bit hallmark movie movie ish. Yeah, you know, like small town. Small town, Virginia, Chesapeake. Right? Yeah, Chesapeake Bay, Virginia.
1: And it's also the same author who wrote love lettering. So this is the first time we're reading an author twice.
0: Yep. Um, So what did you think?
1: Well, you already know I enjoyed it.
0: Oh, you did? I told you. I read it in
1: one day. Like the day after we chose it, I started reading and I read it all day that day. Yeah. So it was light and fun and... Okay. I just enjoyed it very much. Good. And what do we have to drink today?
0: Today, we have a cocktail inspired by the setting.
1: Okay. Cheers. Cheers. It's like a pink, uh, magenta y color.
0: Mm-hmm. It
1: has cranberry juice in it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. And what is it?
0: It's a sea breeze.
1: I but mean, like.
0: That's something like a little resort-ish town on, on the Chesapeake.
1: water. Yeah, I could go with that. Seeing as how kind she
0: worked at the resort, the resort. Yeah, like you could know, see this that. Is very much like something that would be served at the resort she was working at.
1: Um, what liquor does it have?
0: It's vodka. Oh, okay. It's like a vodka cranberry drink. It's got oh. a little bit of grapefruit and uh, like okay the um a little bit of lime.
1: I mean, that's resourceful considering we didn't go to the grocery store and you just found ingredients to make this. So, mm-hmm. Yep. So no cider, even though it was featured in the book.
0: Yeah, we're not, we're not, that's not a cocktail. I
1: mean, uh, there have to be cider cocktails, but.
0: Yeah, it sounds disgusting. It's <laughs> like if there's beer, we're going to have a beer cocktail.
1: No. Why not? No.
0: You want to have a Boilermaker one time? <laughs> I'm, do a-
1: I'm sure there's something out there that would be surprisingly good. We
0: could we could have a drinking contest and, version of this.
1: <laughs> we'll save that for the end.
0: <laughs> Every time I mention penis size, we got a drink.
1: Which, <laughs> although you usually only manage to mention it once
0: per episode. Sometimes I don't at all. Maybe
1: it'll be the end. We'll listen to all the episodes. And then, and we'll, then we'll, that's when we we'll That'll drink. be our drinking yeah. game. <laughs> How many times you said the word member? <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, okay, so what did you think of this? I enjoyed it as well. You I did, really, yeah. Oh, I thought it was fun because you're
1: um, being so mysterious. You're like, I'm not telling you because you're gonna change your mind.
0: Well, you're always like, you get upset if I don't like it, and so you're already you already have your defense ready. You know, I want you to get your defenses <laughs> all like ready, and then if I like it, I'm a, I'm afraid you're gonna like you know. Not be- prepare, prepare in that vein, and I don't want you to Uh-oh. prepare. I want you to don't worry. I don't prepare. You know what I've learned from romance novels, oh. actually.
1: Oh, what have you learned?
0: I've learned that the woman has amazing agency if you just give her a chance to exercise it. That's what oh, I've learned. Oh, okay. It's and true. so, far be it from me, as a progressive, anti-patriarchal male, to you know, have my opinion sort of, like, run roughshod over yours. Yours look, are very important. This look endeavor
1: has just really look, look helped just very, you grow. Wow, very, that is impressive. Very big. But we should also state that I don't really prepare. I just read and mm-hmm. then get on and hope that I remember what I but read I enough know to when talk I, about it. I when I
0: don't like it, you definitely prepare. Like, you start to, like...
1: Think about what I like about it.
0: Yeah, you try to bring, but in that's just because redeeming. that's how.
1: But you know, that's how I read every novel: is what is redeeming about it. Mm-hmm. I'm not. The purpose of this is not for me to critique them. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I have ones I like. Like this one, though, I chose because I wanted to read it for no other reason than it had come out, and I had been putting it off trying to read with things with you, mm-hmm. and I was like, why would we not read this novel that I actually want to read? Yeah, and and then I enjoyed it. I read it like in. Again, it was like I just was sitting on a re-romance novel. I read it in one day and, yeah. you know, it was a little bit sad when it was done. Yeah.
0: Um, what did you think of it in comparison with love lettering?
1: I mean, in a way, this one maybe is a little more traditional. Like, it doesn't have as much of, like, the artsy um, mm-hmm. story. It's like, but the romance itself is a little more developed, I thought. Hmm. Interesting. Um these characters, I maybe even like these characters more. Yeah. But it isn't as, I didn't think, maybe, I don't know, it would be interesting what you think because you're more noticing of those things, but I didn't think it was as whimsical. I mean, the character, mm-hmm. the main character, Georgie, is like whimsical and fun and light, but it wasn't as whimsical in terms of the the writing. Yeah. It was more Less
0: eccentric. Plotted.
1: Yeah. More traditional romance. Yeah. Um but I still really liked I don't it. know
0: about that. I just think you know there was a lot of eccentric art stuff. In the in love, in lettering, love lettering, right. Whereas
1: this one didn't have that. no
0: um This had some like really likable characters. They, in it, it did,
1: right? That was what I um, thought. I was like, I just like these people.
0: And usually I don't like a villain, but that you know, uh who's the guy? What's the guy's name? The dad? No, the the the, the love interest of the man. Levi. Levi, yeah. Levi's dad um, is sort of the villain of this story. Yeah. I didn't mind it. Usually, I'd be here, like saying, "Oh, you, you know, you <laughs> why made you him one signed it?" Like, villain. but he, he he didn't. First of all, he didn't figure it too problem. I think there's like two scenes where he's even in the scene. Maybe. Were there
1: two? I mean, one flashback and one real scene, or maybe there were two real scenes. I think two- there were two real okay. scenes
0: because there was a scene where he walked in and like. And Levi was there, and
1: that's right. At the and end. then the there was and a scene was, where he
0: walked in with Georgie, right. Yeah. And uh, and so it, I guess it was okay to have it. I hate it when they're really close to him and then they turn him into like you know like uh, like in the first Nora that we read. Um,
1: yeah, that one you didn't enjoy. I the I mean, villain. it's just
0: a crazy villain, and they got these whole scenes where he's like destroying his own house because he's such a crazy. Yeah, but this villain. guy
1: isn't that kind of villain. He's like a dad no, is like, isn't very it's just, good to his... It
0: doesn't mean anything to me. It's like right. it's cinematic. It's like watching... um, What are the Bruce Willis movies?
1: Die Hard? Yeah, it's
0: like watching Die Hard. Yes, it's a very bad villain. I get it. It's like you don't have to show a whole scene of him destroying his own house because he's so angry and just wants to get it back.
1: Yeah, but that's not the kind of novel this is. In fact, this is like a novel that in a way... I mean, the people are super charming, but this could happen. I mean... They're not,
0: like... Right. I think she's... I mean, and that's the one thing that I like the most about it, is she is... Like, if I'm going to read these to sort of understand emotionally
1: Mm -hmm.
0: what women care about in romance and romance novels, she's pretty... Wise, I don't know if that's the right word, but there's a lot of interesting stuff going on emotionally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it reminded me of that, um, I think it was Flannery O'Connor, but maybe it was somebody else. Flannery O'Connor said, if you survive childhood if you, oh, or yeah. adolescence, mm-hmm. you have enough fodder for the rest of your life, you know? Yeah. I think that's true. These are just like r- regular, everyday sort of people. and
1: That's what I thought, that are just kind of trying to figure out. Yeah. <laughs> figure out their lives. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Found it very interesting that, like, there's sort of this idea that Georgie is um, not very ambitious in a way, mm-hmm. but th- that she, like, sort of makes a piece with it, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah. But c- because she finds her own strength in being in the moment, being I know. Present with people and caring about them and taking care of them. And there's also this sort of like, and it's not just, told it showed in the way that she works right because she's always concerned about like loafing or the other co-workers like there i read a short i don't even remember who the short story writer was but all the short stories were about like you know short order cooks and waiters and like just blue collar or even like struggling yeah people just getting by and like small almost vignettes from these people's lives. And um, I remember really liking that and being like, this is very true. This is, you know, this author must have lived in that space for a Mm -hmm. time, you know? Um, And so I think that, you know, that this rung as true, you know? And her parents are hippies, but it's not like said that they're hippies. It's just sort of like,
1: clear they that they're like smoking weed thing. and
0: like just playing the guitar just for like fun living
1: life You know, yeah they're letting very things go.
0: very free and easy and of course they've raised a a, a daughter who's mm-hmm. that way mm-hmm. and so um i find that interesting and I, I i wonder if her this is like close to her life
1: that would be interesting
0: i don't I, know i, I mean I started following if she her on Instagram, I, but. I would think like she's maybe a genius if this is not a, at all close to her life because she's like created like a very intimate picture of people that seemed very real. I thought so too. Yeah. And then and very authentic. And then I'm like, and if I find out she's nothing like this and she just created this in her her mind, that's like a genius thing to do. I don't, I don't know who can do that kind of stuff, but
1: I mean, this is the second book of hers that you've enjoyed. So, Mm -hmm. you know, the
0: first one I liked better for the writing Right, But I didn't really, it, it wasn't, right, didn't have story... like a deep emotional resonance mm-hmm. or anything. That's what I
1: guess I was trying to I say. I thought she
0: was a good writer, but this one was like, this is probably the best one we've read, maybe other than Pride and Prejudice, which it's not even fair to compare the two.
1: I don't know, but in some ways this is more enjoyable to read to me.
0: I guess. For the
1: characters themselves. I mean, I know you loved Pride and Prejudice. Mm-hmm. But, like, you're not, like, connecting with those characters that much. I was. What?
0: Of course I was.
1: How were you? They We barely knew their personalities.
0: Oh, Lizzie, you, of course, know all about Lizzie and want her to succeed and care about her.
1: Of course you want her to succeed and you care about her,
0: but... Right. I mean, you think about it, especially from a modern perspective... You know, you realize how fraught and fragile her life was and yeah. how hard it was for her to you know, she had to go marry somebody and she, they were trying to That's true, you know. Who's the who's the vicar of the church? Who's the guy who kept on coming by? Oh gosh, now I've forgotten the his name the guy. worst one of all yeah. the characters in
1: the novel. The sanctimonious he was, one, he was like sanctimonious
0: and sweaty, and oh, it was gross. terrible.
1: You were like, like lecture, and moralize, <laughs> yeah. um, but so you, it, it's very modern. Like there's like a lot of talk of sustainability and the environment, oh. and you were able to. I don't care about
0: that. I think that's great. I think you should care about sustainability and the environment. I mean. I know I even brought it up. We were
1: talking about like an environmental club at school and it's like in partnership with a nonprofit here. And I was saying, you know, there was like, I just read a story where a guy like really found something that he cared about working Mm -hmm. on the water and he was collecting plant samples. So it kind of connected to something we'd been talking about in terms of the importance of plants Mm -hmm. in our world.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't mind that. I mean...
1: But what about him? Did you like his character?
0: Yeah. I... You know, sometimes when you're crossing the gender line and writing... First, right, I know. First person, and it was first
1: person switching point of views.
0: So. Right. Um, you know, I, I think we've read somewhere I was like, men don't talk or think mm-hmm. like this.
1: <laughs> You've definitely said that more than once. Uh, I,
0: I think... I think it's quite possible. I was, there was no point at where I was like, oh, they're really stretching my <laughs> willingness to suspend disbelief right now. Like, yeah. I, I didn't really think that. Um, at, at some points I was like, when when they really got to succinctly articulate their emotional powers that they have, you know, they both sort of go through a catharsis together and then come together. I kind of wonder, I'm like, you know, people don't usually on their own fully learn to articulate their own emotional character. I mean, you're just too close to yourself to really see yourself in that third person way. And when they started saying, you know, when she started saying, oh, you know, my superpower is to be present with people. But
1: she only said it after her friend said it. She said it after her best friend said, You know, you think it's a fault of mm-hmm. yours, but actually, it's the best thing about you. Yeah. So her friend right. told her. And that's then true. she, that's
0: and then true. we, I
1: mean, he, I don't remember what prompted him, but he actually, like, explicitly said he was going to therapy to deal with his issues. Yeah. So, I mean, I assume that would help him articulate who he is. Mm hmm. And you mean you get the sense that he had gone on a long journey to figure
0: out to get yeah, to a place but of was, peace. He was also in a place where he did a bunch of weird stuff and by the end he sort of like has overcome it. Felt like it was a little. little I don't quick know, I didn't
1: think it was that quick because he had been working on it for years
0: to get better. But like on the like, he, he storms out, like, multiple times because he can't deal with the That's true. On. That's true. And that's just the sort of thing. And it's hard it? to
1: imagine. It is, I guess you're right. Like, how did he get from that isolated? Like, he had isolated himself so much. Right. But it wasn't like, it, it was a work in progress. I mean, what if he only stormed out once? He stormed out multiple times and he was still had a hard yeah, time. Yeah, I mean, I
0: also know guys who are like that, um... I don't know guys who are like that that don't have a few more demons than he does. But he did have demons. But they didn't really manifest. No,
1: it seemed like he had really put them behind him in most ways. Right,
0: and I just I don't know. I mean, it was fine. I you know I just wonder if people are really that um that lucid and self aware.
1: Mm, maybe. I think people can be pretty self-aware. It can be. And they were, like, actively trying to figure out how to be together. You know, they wanted to be able to be together. So they had to get past their demons Mm. to be able to be together. I see.
0: So is it steamy enough for you? Did you enjoy the sexual encounters that they had?
1: Um. Well, there was like one very steamy scene, Mm -hmm. but I did think it was kind of funny when they just made out on the couch. You did? And they were drinking cider. I was like, that is so true. That is such a high school or like Mm -hmm. young person thing to do. And you can just feel young and enjoy it. And it just be that. I thought that was kind of cute. Mm -hmm. It made me like them more.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. You didn't like that?
0: I don't know. I I'm still trying to figure out what to do with the the explicit nature of these. I guess that's the culture we live in, and we just if they didn't write that kind of stuff, these kind of books probably wouldn't sell. Like you can't be Pride and Prejudice and have nothing.
1: Stay- yeah, you can. It can be closed door. We can read a closed door one.
0: But are they? Are, do people read them?
1: Yeah, people read them all the time. Oh really? Yeah. We can also read like, yeah. I mean, we'll just have to think of it because, like, I don't really know that I noticed in the past, and I feel like they're more explicit now than, like, even like old Nora's. I know they have scenes of intimacy, but they're not—they're not explicit, like, not like these. Yeah. You know, it's like a mention, and then you move on. It's like,
0: I don't know. Even the Nora that we read had some. Pretty no, explicit
1: not theme. not like this. Not like like on page after page after page Nora doesn't do that it's like half a page maybe mm-hmm. and it's more referential there's like a little bit but it mm-hmm. it moves very quickly into being done
0: I guess I'm I guess I need to go back and read
1: I probably if you compared it now yeah like if you compared Mortman or Nora to the these
0: Although the Mortman rape scene is forever etched in my mind, that's true.
1: But that was—that's not steamy.
0: It was so, that's not so like... sick and explicit that I like it will forever be in my mind. Um, just as Outlander, I was going to say, but her, it got
1: beat out by Outlander. So uh, Outlander
0: is easily the worst ever that we've <laughs> ever read. We should have a list of like reads. List of maybes and a list of Well I did think
1: next week will be twenty episodes. So we'll have to say like which ones are our top in our top and which ones are in the bottom, although we already know the very bottom for you. Right.
0: Exactly.
1: I'm not sure we can even top that. No.
0: Yeah. It would be remarkable if we did. We'd have to read some Jersey Kaczynski (laughs) romance (laughs) novels.
1: Now I try to kind of check out what's gonna happen. Yeah. So
0: I don't know what I'm. I don't know what I think about it, because I guess I don't mind it, and I'm not shocked by it. Obviously, right? There's, um, you know, a dozen things a day that are probably worse that I just see on my mm-hmm. Instagram feed. But, well, no, not not that I see. That, <laughs> that would be crazy. Um, but situations
1: descriptions. They're probably not as long or as detailed.
0: Yeah, I guess maybe I don't see stuff like that. So maybe that's why I struggle with that. I don't know. It's okay. I don't know if I think it's a good thing.
1: I mean, but is it a bad thing? It's not. It's just a
0: It's just part of a relationship. Well, it's the it's the line between pornography and just Romantic literature, right? Yeah,
1: but this is about the connection between the people. The characters matter. It's not like it's just like, it's not like the novel is about explicit scenes. That's not the point. It's mm-hmm. part of the relationship, but it's the characters and the story Yeah, around it. Not that there's anything wrong if people just want to read explicit mm-hmm. scenes necessarily, but that's not what the novel is. Do you want to
0: just read the explicit (laughs) scenes, maybe?
1: No, maybe, though, you should just flip right past them. (laughs) Hmm. If they're still troubling you.
0: I just don't know what what to do with them. I don't know what to do with them. I guess they're just a part of this. And, I mean, you got to admit, some of them do go overboard. Like, they're really explicit and really long Sometimes they're really long. And they're just, they just, like, happen, like, eight times throughout the novel.
1: I don't, I mean, we haven't read that. I can't think of any we've read that had that
0: many. Probably um, three, I One of the guess. Indian ones was, like, just really explicit and had a lot of stuff going. It was, like, the crime one. Partners
1: in Crime. But it only actually had one real scene. It was just, like, they were always thinking about it. So it was, like, these, like... Little so short references constantly. but they were like yeah. thinking
0: very explicitly oh yeah and I, I agree. they would say instead of like I was thinking lustily about him, it would be like I was thinking about putting his penis in my <laughs> mouth or like you know, not that way, but very explicit about exactly what, what they were thinking about doing to each other. Yes,
1: that when I told you that, and when you first read it, you're like, this was nothing and I was like but it was like constant references right that were pretty explicit for just a momentary oh, I see him. You know, not like oh, he looks good in that those pants,
0: but it would take <laughs> so you to weird. a whole different level. <laughs> Such a weird one. Um, <laughs> yeah,
1: I don't know, but it didn't bother me. It, well, it doesn't bother me. But this novel that it was a, it was a pretty long scene, mm-hmm. but in general, this novel I really liked the characters, and I it. I did not think it was too much. I don't think it crossed the line of... That you kind of established. This is the first
0: one where they dry hump.
1: I know, but I thought that was cute because they were kind of like being teenagers. They were like (laughs) going back to being teenagers and like, you know.
0: And then the second scene, she just pushes his head down.
1: Oh, that's what got you. I was like, I wonder why this one is particularly questioning for
0: you. No, no, no. I... find it fine it's not any worse than any other scene would be not because of that it's just two things that are like pretty unique i don't think we've seen either of those before
1: well maybe we haven't seen the dry humming because as you're quick to point out usually it's just like go right to the business Yes. Whereas this is like I don't know. To me, I was like that. Feel they're reading this diary from her child from her teenage it's years. Like progressing, and it felt it's first of all yes, it's progressing, and second, it's like they're kind of like again they're going back. That's part of the whole mm-hmm. story, and I thought that scene mm-hmm. is kind of like going back to being a teenager who's like making out in her parents' house or something, mm-hmm. and so I thought it was kind of funny. Yeah, and it did kind of fit the whole idea that they're these grown-ups who are now like, wait, how did we get to be, well, she in particular is like, how did I get to be this grown-up, and what am I going to do, and Mm. I go back, and I I just thought it was cute, because it's like, so,
0: so authentic to you,
1: (laughs) it's just innocent in a way, even Mm -hmm. though it's not, and, and then, the other one, I mean, she's just, I mean, that's partly, don't you think, because there's part of these novels that is about telling women that, like, you should find your pleasure, and you, Mm-hmm. should ask for what you want. Yeah. And so I think they include little moments of that.
0: Think, I don't think that's happened where a woman has just, on their first time together, unclothed, just pushed his head down.
1: No, but, I mean, most of them, it's more the man who's just gone
0: right for it. So
1: in this one, it's switching roles. He wasn't particularly dominant. She was, like... But what I liked
0: is it wasn't, like, just, like, oh, I'm a romance novelist. I am making archetypes, and so, therefore, I need to have a woman with power, even though it didn't fit with her character, necessarily. In this case, it did fit with her character, right? Because she was just a free and easy, right, free she's spirit, like, yeah, and that would be something maybe a free spirit, right? Would and she's more, more
1: impulsive, and she's more just kind willing, of to, willing be to be in the moment, right?
0: Right. So I would agree. So, um, nice mm-hmm. forearms. Or mentioned. Yeah, and the word on. ragged
1: was definitely in there. I don't remember ragged, where,
0: but ragged was in there, but it was not a ragged breath. No, it, it wasn't was another ragged. I'm sure I've got it highlighted. <laughs> um. So we have uh, uh, the best friend. What did you yeah. think about the relationship between the best friend
1: and? Well, you know, I love the. Jordan. I usually. Love best friend relationships in novels, and this, but this was one good. was good. This one, it was there, there was, was like more, some depth to it, more to her than mm-hmm. just
0: the best friend who's funny. Like I think we've had a lot of times
1: they're just like the, the funny comic relief in a way, Georgie, or
0: the or the like super lusty one who will say like whatever gross. That's thing usually she feels the like role,
1: of, but whereas this best friend, you could see like they had this, but this was like a goodie two shoes. Other. I felt
0: like you probably were like, oh yes, this is like a friendship that I could have had.
1: Yeah, I liked it. I mean, yeah. or that I wish I had maybe. Like it's they like supported each other. They mm-hmm. were they were different, but yet they you know, they kind of both needed each other and that she did need Georgie. Yeah. But Georgie also needed
0: her. That was nice. Do you like the? But the best friend works for a U.S. education nonprofits. Did you notice? I that thought detail? that was a
1: very interesting detail. And yeah. she was like on the phone at one point trying to get the technology into the schools. I was like,
0: such, I've done that before. So specific. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was
1: just so specific. A, yeah. a job for the best
0: friend. Yeah. Um. I liked the robe that she wore. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it was like something you would do, yeah.
0: (laughs) This is the kind of robe you put on when you're about to eat snacks and Mm -hmm. read a diary of your adolescent fantasies. This robe is for glamour. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, that's that's good. Exactly.
1: Um, Right, she was so well, she was like really developed as a character. She was a very interesting character.
0: Um. The first time I tried alcohol, it was beer that Chad Pulhacki gave to me at his parents' annual fall bonfire, and it tasted like socks and anxiety. That's a, that's a yeah. good description. Um, socks. I love socks. Um, this friendfic, it feels like that confidence. Once upon a time, I told a story about myself and maybe if I can make some of that story come true, buzzard, neck, the bend, whatever, I'll be closer to writing a new one. So it's a story within a story. I thought that was interesting. Friend did you do stuff like that when you were younger?
1: I remember having like journals and stuff with friends. Nothing like this detailed, right? Like where you're really writing, but you would always have these like Best friend journals, where you'd write the things you wanted to do mm-hmm. and stuff. Mine, of course, were usually ones that had the prompts ready for you to add your, yeah, your little stories and plans and thoughts. Um, yeah. But not nearly as detailed as what she came up with. Oh.
0: The dad, I like the dad that sort of embellishes. <laughs>
1: And everyone knows.
0: <laughs> I was like, I wonder if Ashley sees that as her father. This is—I could see your father doing stuff. Georgie got herself an Oscar last night. Well, she didn't get one, but I got to tell you, my Georgie makes things happen in that town. Yeah, I could see your father <laughs> saying something like that about you or your sister. It's very funny. Worse is how he somehow got his tail stuck through the leg of a pair of her underwear it kind of (laughs) waves back and forth like a flag as he wiggles himself around I laughed out loud when I read that (laughs) I was like oh that's the best and she's like trying to like grab it all like stuff it into her pockets and stuff
1: (laughs) he's just standing there and he's super awkward (laughs)
0: And then the parents are in Durango.
1: I know. I was like, oh my gosh, we've been there.
0: Yeah, that was cool. Durango, Colorado. Great place. That was fun. I would go back there. I was thinking that
1: too when I was reading. I was like, that was such a great place to go and visit. I loved it.
0: It was so fun. Um, Second of all, in a Hallmark movie, no one ever has a hot affair. They open up a bakery and then get married six months later. And to me, that sounds like the worst. Did you agree? <laughs> the worst? Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I don't know if it's the worst.
0: Oh, you don't agree.
1: I mean, that is what happens in Hallmark movies.
0: So you want to live a Hallmark movie. You don't find that distasteful.
1: Well, Hallmark movies are pretty simple versions of what I want to live, but I mean there's nothing wrong with it. I do, cool. I mean, it is It's very simple in a Hallmark movie.
0: Who you are is wonderful," she says, and of course I love her for it. But I don't want mur- a murder defense at this moment. Sometimes someone loves you so much that they can't quite see you clearly. Right now, Mrs. Michaels might be more right about might be more right about me than Belle is, and that's a bummer since Mrs. Michaels truly sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I just like that they were like, um, sort of every, like the anxiety about like returning home Mm -hmm. and everyone judging you, especially in a small town. I mean, that must've struck a chord with you because you have a real hometown. I don't really have a hometown that much.
1: Yeah, but I haven't gone back and I mean really back in so long.
0: But you got to like think about that when you go back. No? You don't, you don't care?
1: I mean, I think about it. I, I mean, I was more struck by the idea that like your teenage self and how you see what you're going to do and the plans you make. Mm-hmm. As you get older, those can kind of morph and change until you don't really recognize them. Mm-hmm. And then going back home... I guess maybe I did then. Maybe because it's like you go back home and like it's not at all what you expect. Although in this case it was more like they had these low expectations for her. Mm -hmm. And so she felt like she was being judged. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, Yeah. But. Well, I just thought like, you know. I I feel that way actually. But that's because I got like a lot of. Yeah, I guess I probably identify more than they do. You were like, kind of like, popular. I was, I, I was not, more I like was like them. more of an outsider, like more of like.
1: George, but you were Georgie never like.
0: I wasn't as bad as either of them. I was more ambitious than Georgie.
1: That's what I mean. And
0: I was not as bad as Levi, but. No, it was definitely an outsider. It's just.
1: Yeah. Whereas I was probably a little bit more mm-hmm. like the friend. Yeah. Not as high achieving maybe, but. Excuse you? You're saying sl- no? You were no, but I'm just saying. Like I was more like her, so I would say more like her anxiety over doing the right thing or doing You're enough for being judged for that reason would right. be more like my anxiety.
0: Right, right. I clench my teeth together, the muscles in my jaw tightening. I have no idea what led her from asking questions about my job to bringing up the mistakes from yesterday, but I don't care what prompted it. I care that she's opened up one of those trap doors to a mistake of my own. One I work hard not to think about, at least outside of my therapist's office. And I haven't been there in a while.
1: Yeah. I know you don't like that, but I think that's so true. I think that's how a lot of...
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe. I mean... I could see it in a sense that I think they wrote him as like this really, like rebellious guy, who got into maybe some legal trouble and stuff. Um,
1: I don't know. I think they wrote him as he was misunderstood. A, but he
0: was a rich kid too. He was like from mm-hmm. a like mm-hmm. a, a good family, or a quote, well, a, quote, a, quote yeah, a I was gonna family. say a well thought of family. I mm-hmm. should say. There's nothing fa- fancy about any of it, but that's the problem. Around here, Georgie's in her family home, comfortable and casual and soft, and it makes me hungry and desperate. A dog left out in a thunderstorm—that's
1: too that's much. For what, you? It was
0: too much. I mean, come on. I mean, I guess he could be a secret poet in his own mind, but it seemed like
1: you wouldn't think like that.
0: I I mean, think back to
1: your old. days. That's
0: when it started stretching a little bit. But but think back to your old. Think back
1: to when you were younger, and you would like write poems for me. I'm not like this guy.
0: I'm like very different from this guy. I know, but I'm just
1: saying it can be much more dramatic when you're
0: younger. (laughs) Yeah. Um. I don't think of myself as superstitious. But there's only so many times your dog can try to communicate with a lawn ornament before you start to wonder if the thing is sentient.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the rooster that was, like, made an appearance. And they, like, add one to their house in the end. Yeah. Gotta have a nice dog that just completes the picture in all these novels. Mm
0: -hmm. I kind of knew there was the foreshadowing when she ran into the dad. He doesn't ask me to call him Cal, which obviously means I will only ever privately think of him as Calvin or Calthorpe or whatever I decide Cal is short for now that the Calvin and Calthorpe thing uh I thought was funny, but it reminded me of love lettering I oh, say
1: that's the kind of writing that was in love lettering right. all the
0: time, right, and so. I think that's the author coming out. When you see it (laughs) involved, like two different characters doing the same sort sort of like name thing, (laughs) definitely like that's probably the the writer coming.
1: How she thinks, like where her mind goes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um. Um. I told her I didn't have any intention of being a scientist. But she said as long as I was in her class, I was one and better do the work. Once I was no longer getting graded by her, she'd ask me what I did other than build docks and bring her water and plant clippings. And I've never had an answer for that. Heidi knows I don't see my family, but she doesn't concern herself with that. Once she told me her elderly parents and all three of her silver siblings are involved in some sort of religious cult out west and she hasn't talked to any of them in over 30 years I love the little stories that she just like plops mm-hmm. in there and then that's it that's like right, it's, it's never revisited on, but it's
1: just to give us a to little to give us a
0: little and then she turns out to be how you think somebody who's raised in a cult would be she's like in a polyamorous relationship isn't she yeah yeah. it they turns just out they just like, like plop that in there and... too Mm-hmm.
1: We well, knew, it was all different kinds.
0: Well, we knew somebody who was involved in a cult. Oh, yeah, uh, but was not in a in one.
1: polyamorous relationship. Well, we don't know, but...
0: We don't know. So.
1: But she's like a good teacher who, like, you know, another little I, teacher I, foil for Miss Michaels who's terrible, you know... This is yeah, a teacher I did get the sense that him. she,
0: that this writer wanted to like say, oh, if you're free and easy and a free spirit and not judgy about these different arrangements, that's a good thing. If you're judgy, you're just like Miss Michaels.
1: Hey.
0: Yeah. I know I you, there like, are where are there, there, you like there to, be to, to be able to be judgy,
1: but you know me, I'm more free-spirited. Uh, free I, and I easy. believe
0: there is such thing as good and evil. And I mean, people need to be able to... Well,
1: Miss Michaels was not nice. She was bad. His dad was bad. So it's not like there were There's a
0: judgment that's bad. And then there's prudence, which is good.
1: Okay. Well, I know we're we could talk about the virtues, but let's uh keep going with the novel.
0: Heidi's married to an English professor who lives in Maine, but they're both also in a long term relationship with a woman named Laura who lives with Heidi full time. And then it just goes on and everything. Right, but it's just there and then it but moves I, on. There's I like nothing. the cult. Why, why do you got to put that in there? Well, like, oh, because that that,
1: a... there's just a showing. There are different kinds of love out there. Yeah.
0: Sometimes she texts me with other things, too. Funny updates about setting up her bedridden friend's video conferences. Pictures of high school memorabilia. Findings from some storage room she's sorting through. A long multi-text story about her trying to get Ernie Nichols' strawberry milkshake recipe over the phone. It's more text messages from one person than I've ever gotten in my life. And I can't say I mind them, even if half of the time I have no idea how to respond. That feels very real. <laughs> <laughs> not to us. You would rarely text me.
1: But not knowing how to respond, but liking them. I think that's very real. Oh.
0: Maybe to you. Maybe that's why I never get responses from the things that I say Maybe, send you.
1: because I don't know what to say. I mean, well, you send me, me inappropriate memes. What else am I supposed to say but the side eye? <laughs> but then when you also, when you send three, I don't know how to tell you, well, this one I liked, this one I did not, and this one I laughed out loud at. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's yeah, a tough. range of emotions. So see, I'm more no, like him, not yeah. knowing how to get those emotions out.
0: When his body turns stiff and unmoving all over for when he lets out the most gorgeous, ragged sound I've ever heard a man make. Hmm. Um, For a second, I'm not sure whether she wants me to follow her. I have a lot of experience with people being mad at me but I'm not real sure whether I've ever experienced someone being mad on behalf of me. I think that's what Georgie is. It's got to be one of the best things I ever felt.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Did you like that? I did. I liked of course it.
1: you did. I loved it.
0: Mm-hmm. He's tough because he's never had a soft place to land, Dad says. Not a lot of kindness offered to Levi Fanning around here. For a long time, and I bet that makes it pretty hard for him sometimes, especially when he needs to figure the soft things out. Oh, yeah, I think I might have had a little tear <laughs> thinking about that. <laughs> Aww. Thinking about
1: the importance of having a soft place to land. Mm-hmm.
0: So, um, So the parents figure prominently.
1: Again, yeah. I mean, it's pretty common now, don't you think? In a, mo- a lot of, yeah. not all, but. But a then good they, they of go back
0: to the parents, and the parents have some words of wisdom about they do. how to. And this this one's words of wisdom were just let him be, let him figure it out. Give I him know. Some space. I
1: thought that was smart. Mm-hmm. Like, give him some time. He needs it. Mm hmm.
0: Two months back, two months poring over that notebook and being with Belle and falling in love with Levi, and I can see those advantages clearly now. They encouraged me to make friends, to try new things, to make mistakes. They gave me the space to be a blank, a mess. They never treated me like their puppet. They gave me what I needed and never told me what I wanted. They made sure I had a place to come when I was finally ready to figure out. They loved me no matter what. No strings attached.
1: See, it's the best.
0: It's been my experience that there's there are downsides to living with hippie parents. Just,
1: But that idea is not a hippie idea, but the idea of loving your kids mm-hmm. no matter what and them That's always true. knowing that, yeah. You may put, I mean, yeah, you need expectations. There's nothing wrong with expectations. But that it ultimately, you know, yeah. like you are there for them and you have their Unconditional
0: back. Unconditional love. Exactly.
1: I mean, I don't yeah. think there's anything more important that parents yeah. give their kids. Yeah. And too often they don't have it. Like I was yeah. at work and we were doing this protocol to discuss problems. And one guy was like, you know what I see? The kids don't get positive affirmations. Ever. And it's like so – and he was like, it's so sad. And he was talking about like his own daughter and needing to – realizing that he needed to
0: mm-hmm.
1: give it to her. And and it has – and it was just such – he just made the comment. I've been thinking about so much. Like that affirming environment mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you don't have high expectations. You absolutely do. But that you – they feel like that safety and security – Mm-hmm. And too many kids don't get it. Yeah, it's true. Like Levi.
0: Very true. My heart fills, aches at what she's giving me. Something she and my dad had given me all my life. Something I've always taken for granted. She's giving me something for the moment, a soft place to land.
1: Oh, you didn't get a little tear when no. you read that? No, you didn't, didn't think about giving your own kids a soft place to land if they needed it.
0: Please, our kids are spoiled. I need to make it a little harder for them, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: no, that's not, the, that's not what this is please. about.
0: We just grounded our daughter and let her go to a baseball game today. Yeah, we, but she, we're terrible. We
1: took her phone away. She hasn't gotten her phone back. She doesn't even know where it is. In fact, I hope I know where it is.
0: Didn't you say you like put it in a cabinet <laughs> I did, somewhere? but
1: I took it out because uh-huh. um, I wanted to look at her sports You to see when her track meet practice was. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm not quite sure where <laughs> I put it. <laughs> oh,
0: that might be good. Yep. I started writing romance because of the comfort and joy romance brought me. And my hope has always been to give some of that back to the world.
1: Wait, who said that?
0: That wasn't in the. That was in the acknowledgements.
1: Oh yeah, I loved because you know that's what I've decided. Even more, reading these with you, it's like two things. One, it's like the person always finds the place where they fit best, and mm-hmm. I love that. And somebody else said that about romance. Like romance is always hopeful. It's like yes, mm-hmm. it is. Yeah.
0: So I'm through. All of the ones.
1: So, but I'm curious now, like, you said this one felt, if you're reading to learn something about romance, you felt like this felt real. So then what did you take away? Because I'm not sure necessarily I know from your highlights. What did you take away about romance?
0: Hmm. Well, I mean, there's a lot that I take away from the complementarity of it. I think there, like, the idea of the superpower... And, like, helping your person become the best version of themselves or a better version when you're together. Like, helping that person's strengths show Mm -hmm. more fully, I think, is really important. And it didn't, I'm not sure it should, I think they did that in other novels, I'm sure. But I I don't know if it felt as authentic as this one Mm -hmm. did. This one felt like, oh, they would actually probably. Yeah fall into liking each other and then maybe, um, I don't know what it is. It's not like one thing. It's a lot of different things that when added together seems like, oh, this could be two people who um, become the best versions of of themselves when they're together.
1: So it didn't bother you when he came in and he basically says, like, no matter what you want, I want to be with you. Because the week before, you I were think, like,
0: I, I... think that's just empty words that he just is saying to be with her. I mean, everybody has... You say you've got no...
1: But last terms. week, you were like, no.
0: Well, because it was literally about a thing. It wasn't about... And he
1: had just said he wanted it.
0: He wanted children. He
1: wanted it. He cared about it. And then he just. And then he was willing to just, just throw it away to... without even right. talking
0: through it. Like this was, that wasn't about anything. No. That was okay. Just I wondered
1: of, though if that was the difference.
0: I mean, like, He just says,
1: I want to be with you no matter sometimes what. Sometimes
0: you're desperate and you're just like, yeah, I love you so much. And I don't know what that means, but like, I can't imagine there would be any. Right. Thing that Which you could say that this... would make me want to not be with you. Right. I will be with you if you want to get married, or if you didn't, if you wanted kids. Right, or if you I didn't. just want to like, be with you. Like it wasn't like the one thing he says is I want to have babies with you, and then she's like gets up and is like no, and then the next day <laughs> he's like it's okay, I don't want babies anymore. I'm willing to give up on that dream. It's like that's a weird thing that. I think that makes a difference in a relationship. Okay. So
1: I wondered if that was the difference then, because this one is more just that like profession of like, I just love you. I want to be with you. Like, I've never wanted to be with anyone. Especially when when it's young love,
0: you say crazy stuff.
1: Well, but they're like 28. They're not that young.
0: Yeah, but it's the love is young. Yes. You're sort of like blind. And he's like
1: never had somebody that he loved. Right. You know? That he could be with. Okay, so that was, I wondered if that was the difference in this mm-hmm. case. Yeah. Um. So, So yeah. Any other thoughts? No, I'm, I don't know, but I,
0: I enjoyed it. It was fun to read. So
1: now, whenever she comes out with a new one, we'll just have to read it together, okay. even after the podcast is done.
0: Well, we'll see about that,
1: but yeah, maybe. No, I, I think this is probably a book a year, and so every year, a this book will A book be... a
0: year after this?
1: She, no, a book a year is what she puts oh, out. Oh, okay. So every year when it comes out, okay. we'll just make a date. And, that date and the next novel. Nora. Oh, yeah, I know. Well, good thing we can get in. I believe we'll definitely get in one new Nora. Ooh, Depending on so when exciting. 52 weeks is, yeah. we'll get an, another new, because she puts out two books a year. One in July and one in November, so that's why I'm not sure if the November one will come out in time. So exciting. But maybe that'll be our last novel. Oh, no, Wuthering Heights has to be our last.
0: Oh, it does? Yeah. Okay. I think so. Heathcliff.
1: Yeah, I think that has to be it. Okay.
0: What are we reading next week?
1: Well, the question is, do we read a classic
0: or do we just go? I don't know. You're guiding.
1: Because the question is, do we read Jane Eyre or do we read the Spanish Love
0: Deception? <laughs> such such choices we have to make. It's, <laughs> how could you choose between the? Let's do both of them.
1: Oh, even better. <laughs> um. Well, it's going to be week twenty, mm-hmm. but it's technically only our nineteenth book.
0: Mm-hmm. So the question. Don't know. <laughs> So hard yeah. to decide.
1: I think what we'll we'll read The Spanish Love Deception. Okay. And then the following week we'll read Jane Eyre. Okay. I think that'll work. And so that the way Spanish
0: Love Deception by whom?
1: Elena de Armas. A R M A
0: S. Okay. And uh
1: And it's very exciting. Is she American? A, I don't know. I did not look into that, but oh. it's a fake dating trope. And I don't think we've read any novel that features fake dating.
0: What does that mean? Like Dating under false pretenses. Like they
1: pretend to date for somebody. Oh. And
0: then, of course. It's like Elaine was the beard for that gay guy in Seinfeld. And then she tried to turn him straight and then did. But then he went back to his team because basically, you know.
1: Okay. So nothing like that. When you're playing
0: for the same team, you use the same equipment. It's really hard to compete. That was the whole metaphor. that okay? So,
1: nothing not at all like that. No, not like that. No, like oh. you okay. know, like she needs a date, he agrees to pretend to be her like boyfriend or whatever. Mm. And then, of course, what happens? They're well, made, they just love they're, each they're other. made for each other. So, yeah. the Spanish love deception. I have never read anything by this author, mm. which hasn't been Spanish worked out from Spain. Be- I wonder if
0: it's Spanish from it Spain. It is
1: Spanish from Spain.
0: Oh, so then she's probably Spanish.
1: My guess is she is.
0: De Armas, right? Right. That's my
1: guess is she's Spanish. I don't know if she was, though, born in the U.S. or is from Spain. Hmm. So. Should be interesting. All right. All right. Next week.
0: Till next week.
1: You liked it. Why didn't you tell me you liked it yesterday when I asked?